Imperial soldiers in Xeon, so we are certain to be victorious in this war! What's up, Scum Dumpsters, and welcome to Scum Talk, the official Fatty Scum Post show. As always, now appearing right in the middle of your RSS feed, I am the White Shadow. I am your host. And today, we are featuring the duo behind Season 3's latest bonus episode, Fern and Dallas. Gentlemen, say hello. 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 Hey, guys. Hello. Yeah. It's us. It's good to be here. Us Thank you too. for inviting me, Shadow. You're yeah. welcome. That was more my agent's call, but I'll take the credit regardless. You have an agent? Your agent has good taste. Yeah, uh, my agent just, just saying. is uh, Dallas's cat, CJ. Actually, it's working out pretty well. Oh, okay, okay. Dude, that dude it. loves me. He does. He books Dallas a lot. I'm starting to suspect there's a little nepotism going on here, but until I can get some real proof, I'm going to let that slide. Uh, today, we are joined to discuss Season 3, Episode 6, Episode 7 of Zeta Scum. Fern, you know how this show goes because you listen every month and you have this whole time. But for everyone else, just to make sure we're all on the same page, what we're going to do is we're going to go through a little recap of the episode. Then we're all going to go over some questions and some answers coming straight from our patrons, both in the Discord and on Patreon.com slash Media. And then, although we did earn the credit to be able to run the whole it got cut for time bit, we're going to sit down and have at least a little mini one-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one conversation. Yeah, it's not going to get cut this time. Pinky promise. No way. <laughs> actually, I actually do have some questions for you guys. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you, didn't, you didn't warn me. I wasn't prepared for that, but we'll, like, <laughs> let's, let's see what happens. But first, a few programming reminders. We just had our latest episode of Stress Test come out, part one of Mercs by Ada and Ash. Go check it out. Link in the description. Speaking of new stuff, oh, yeah. we've got the extended full version of Chicks Dig Giant Robots out now, which you can find on the Fight Your Foes YouTube channel. This one features an awesome guitar solo by our good friend Joe Smith. Make sure you go give that a listen. It's a certified banger. Plus, don't forget to go check out the backer kit for Badger and Coyote. That's Badger plus Coyote. The campaign is about halfway over. By the time you hear it, there should still be some time left. We had a good old time demonstrating that on stress test. I think you'll love it too. Make sure you go check it out. Link in the description. And then other than that, you know, listen to stress test when it comes out. Listen to Fetty Scum when it comes out. And if you guys are all the public soon to be patron audience that I know you are, I'm sure you're already well ahead of the game. Having said that, let's get this recap done, boys. What do you think about that? I think transition. Motherfucker. Got sniped. Man, I'm so good at that. Other people suck at it.
I'm like the only one who gets it. Yeah, it's, it's like you and I crafted that bit together. <laughs> you were totally no, no, on the just, inside just, for it. <laughs> I just understand the format like no other. Not many people can keep up with the comedic, you know, comedic level we're I've probably. Been, I, I've edited 343 podcast episodes published online to date, so I think I kind of have an advanced understanding of podcast format huh, by that, this point. That's 435 by the time you heard this listener. Yeah, that's that's one reason why I really wanted to put it on the RSS feed because that's the only way it counts. Bonus <laughs> content doesn't count. Oh, you were so we're just padding numbers over here. Yeah, life is all about numbers. Remember that. That's my little life advice for you. Shit, how many episodes do you think I get to say I was on now? What, like twenty of stuff? Yeah, at least twenty. Twenty something. Yeah, I think at least at least thirty maybe. Congratulations. Everyone give Shadow a round of applause. Oh, stop. Thank you. I couldn't yeah. have done it without you guys at Dead Set Media and all the wonderful, you know, listeners. Thank you for all the love and support. Fern, get out of here. Hey, this is my applause. Hey, hey get out of here. We found your... You always get the applause. This is my turn. Fern's trying to Kanye West you right here. <laughs> you up, Shadow. We can tear you down. <laughs> don't bite the hand that feeds you. Uh, Dallas, don't ever, don't ever stop feeding me, please. I won't bite. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. Don't even joke like that, Fern. It's not funny. <laughs> All right. Let's recap episode six. Space bird flu ravages the St. Sebastian. Dr. Bashir gives Holden, Cinco, and Capri a once-over. And also a breakdown on the Enhanced Human, a.k.a. Cyber New Type Project. Holden is put into quarantine, and Capri goes for a little walk. While Cinco and the rest of the lounge boys get a game of poker going on. Captain Tom pitches the idea of everyone continuing to work together. That doesn't go so smoothly, but they decide to wager the Mercs' going rate on another hand of poker. Mad Gun wipes them all out with a royal flush. Commercial break. Captain Tom the janitor comes up with a plan to turn and face their pursuers before the St. Sebastian reaches La Vie en Ron. Holden has a clause in the contract where he doesn't have to sortie when he is as sick as he is. Uh, Holden is definitely sick, um, too sick to actually pilot in the sortie. He claims that there is a clause that excludes him from this sortie if he is this sick. Ah, uh, whatever. You're just holding back, holding back. Section B, some, some, some uh, look at, four, 3.4, look it up. And Bashir recommends Capri doesn't sortie. The rest sortie, minus Madgun's railgun, which is malfunctioning, and a giant magnet now. Cinco red rockets off. That was way funnier in, in, in reality. You should have seen the way I just glared at you, Fern. I just <laughs> stared death daggers at what? you, and then I remembered I'm not on stage. Is this your fucking solo show? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd been on this thing before. Uh, Cinco red rockets off along with the rest. And the mobile suit teams deploy. Cinco, Madgun, Wolf, any, any, any launchings? Red Rocket! <laughs> we end the episode with the captured spy Rollo Rowan pestering Greg the guard about the time when the lights eventually go off due to a previously planted sabotage device left by Rollo, and he makes his escape from the cell. Fun fact, uh, that whole last like 10 minutes of audio was just added on because we recorded a very short episode and we wanted a little bit more. Oh, yeah. The, so Fern, Fern does know. Yeah, I have no idea this. about that. I didn't. <laughs> that's news to me. 
that's what Scum Talk is here for, dude. We're here to bring new information to the fans. <laughs> and the cast members. <laughs> well, Fern, would you say you're a fan or not a fan of Fetty Scum? I would consider your options carefully here, brother. Well, I'm no fan anymore. I'm elevated. <laughs> I rose above that rank. I joined. Oh. I think Fern actually started listening, and then he got his role as Haddock, and yeah. never again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> what do you mean, again. never again? It took a while until I got back, you know, back in for good with naps. Did you actually listen after that? Yeah. After Haddock? Yeah. Oh, shit. So to get you as a listener, we got to... Yeah, you Just gotta, get him off the show off. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Dude, why would I listen to it if I'm there? Like, come on. I do a lot to it. No, you, you do, though. I know. I Sometimes when I re-listen, it, I do notice that. Sometimes I do notice <laughs> You read it the same way I did. Sometimes I do notice that, Dallas. <laughs> well, the thing is, the way you edit them, it's like the way I have it in my head. Like how I remember it happening, even though it probably isn't. Like not by that's good. It's because we all have that uh that production brain now. This is a real professional production. Don't forget <laughs> yeah, all, right. about it. all of us have that in our brain. Maybe not Matt, but the rest of us have that. <laughs> this is beautiful. We're in the middle of recapping episodes and we're already having a little I love that. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry, that's yeah, great. No. I love it. I forgot this is your show, Shadow. Sorry for you know being a part of it. <laughs> oh, and hopefully that's the last time. All right, episode seven. <laughs> Don't ever forget again, Fern. <laughs> uh, episode seven, the battle commences. Mad Gun makes some Debris for cover. Corn Dog. You guys want to throw in your woos? No. Fern, do it. No. Notices that the enemies appear to be remote controlled and does some sniper stuff. After handling the drones, the pilots notice the St. Sebastian listing powerlessly. Holden concocts a plan to get him and Capri out into the battle, involving knocking out Bashir, despite Bashir being a total sweetie. Listen, we need to get out there. How do you suppose we do that? I think we gotta knock the little guy out. <laughs> Classic move. Bashir best returns to you loyally, oh, um, with honestly, an juice, <laughs> with an orange juice and cough syrup oh, mixed into it. The just one like time you he asked. doesn't deserve to be knocked. <laughs> oh, this is sad. Oh, thank you, Bashir. You're a lifesaver. Meanwhile, the mobile suit squad are ambushed by three Hyzocks. Some more space battle stuff happens. Holden and Capri run into a shadow person while making their way into the hangar, and Holden pistol whips them. Turns out this is Greg the guard, who is hung and rigged with explosives. Good thing Holden didn't shoot him after all. After narrowly avoiding being caught in the explosion, the pair find Dr. Bashir, who had escaped the little fridge. The three then go spy hunting. Ba-da-ba! And that's episode seven, folks. Man, we're so far past that. Hearing you recap it, it's like a walk down memory lane. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. I feel like we're it's, recording this in the middle of the month and not at the end of the month like usual. It's like that's how in the moment I feel. It's like it's part, partly it feels like it's been a long time, but partly it feels like wait that that was six and seven. I I trust you because Adam does things in arcs, so it feels like one big story. Three episodes feel like one episode. Sometimes, Probably pisses yeah. the listeners off, you know, because they have to like listen to three 
Which three episodes, it's like a month and a half. They had listened to a month and a half of shit to fucking get one like small piece of the story. I wonder if it's that or maybe I wonder if it's the opposite effect where it's like it's become standard for your average Fetty Scum enthusiast, right? So when they listen to another podcast, they're like, so what's up with everything feeling like some episodes of shit? You know, it's kind of just not up to standard. I wonder if we just shifted the standard, you know, might be it. I mean, I like to believe that, too. We're just too good. Just too good sometimes. Fuck it. Yeah, we actually, to break character a little bit, I had a personal friend of mine join the Discord and get involved, which was our first RPG stress test, uh, you know, patron. Just, I don't want to brag, but Woo! you know what I mean? <clears throat> everyone, everyone clap. Everyone clap. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We've been putting in a lot of work on stress test. If you don't listen to it, you're a fool. Anyways. And a fraud. Uh, and a fake fan. And we totally are going to make fun of you. Behind your back at the cool kids table at lunch because this is just high school. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, I, I've been talking with her and, and she's super like in on Fetty Scum right now. She just got to episode thirty five uh, or past episode thirty five, so a big story moment happens there. What what happens in episode thirty five? What was that? Nothing. Nothing happened. Wait, I guess if this is a post show, that's the one where Copilot dies. <gasps> Allegedly, I still don't believe he's dead. I'm president of cat uh, of team nobody no death, so yeah, I'm sure he's still out there somewhere. But you know, I'll go along with the How green light. Still anymore. in the denial stage. Like, come on, move on. Uh, <laughs> I've been, already it's been a while. I already negotiated and bargained, bro. I already accepted <laughs> that I have a niche theory that's correct, and not many people are oh, going right, to right. see the vision like I do. Uh, that's he the last stage. As a ghost, multiple times. <laughs> he's fucking mega dead. <laughs> Was that to us or to the characters? Oh you know my what I God. mean? I'm, I'm just saying, you show me a body and I'll and I'll show you a death. Until then, nobody, nobody left. So there's no death, Furin. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping up. His death was disintegrated with his body. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, the real Jesus. the real fans know, but I, you know, a fake fan like yourself doesn't even listen to most of the episodes. I could understand why you might be a little confused, Furin. It makes sense to me. Listen, I heard episode zero before any of you did. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the dang. You're the guinea pig. Super, super mega fan. The proto fan. Anyway, so we've got a bunch of filler stuff in between transitions. I love it. I think Dallas, did you already beat me to the transition on this one yet, or no? Not yet. Not yet. Which, by the way, guest. Anytime you're a guest, Fern, if you want to beat me to transitions, that's just like the lore. That's how. And transition. All right, I was once again transition sniped, which means it's time to transition all the way into the question and answer segment. Questions and coming transition. from our page. Bye. All right, everyone, it's time for the sit down one on one on one. Wait, 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 wait. Transition back. Hold on. I'm sorry. Rewind, rewind it. Reverse transition. This first question comes from three colon siege, aka siege fault, aka siege the art god. These first questions come for Dallas. Dallas, what's your favorite sound effect you've used into Fetty Scum? Um, Sometimes I'll throw in a really nice punch sound effect. And usually if it's on a, like a Adam character, like Rass or something, it just, it hits so good. It's like, mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's great. Uh, I mean, other than that, I just, I recycle Gundam sound effects from the Gundam wing folder of the big Gundam sound effect folders I, I downloaded right. a long time ago. Hmm. And they're all the same. So, you know, who cares? <laughs> 
<laughs> have you used a Wilhelm scream so far, like ever? I prob no, I haven't. I think it's a little bit cheap. Well, yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody turned it in for the intro. Remember. Of uh, episode seventy nine. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so we have right. we do oh. have a Wilhelm scream in there, but it's only because somebody admitted it as their death scream, and the editor at the time decided to put it in. Yeah, I I was okay with it, but I was like, whatever. You're a good man, Dawson. <laughs> you could have totally thrown some under someone underneath the boss or the bus, and that's why I enjoy having you as a boss, and that's why I will never be let go. Suck it, Fern. <laughs> Welcome. Bonus follow-up. What about your fave from the rest of the DSM shows, or is Fetty Scum where the best stuff is? So, Fetty Scum is not where the best stuff is. I, I slightly phoning in for Fetty Scum. I've been doing it a while. But I remember there's this one moment in a stress test where um, where someone was farting. What? In stress test? Yeah, and I had to go in and like listen to fart sound effects, and I was in the zone at the moment, so I wasn't like <laughs> realizing the novelty of it. And I was like clicking on them, trying to find like the best like wet fart sound effect for the moment. One that like just really perfectly fit what was happening in the scene. <laughs> right, right. And I and I was like so like zoned in that I I I kind of I didn't realize how hilarious it was what I was doing. I can relate. I know it's like when you're doing something absurd and silly, but you're so like you said, just in the zone, right? Where it doesn't even register. You're just locked into the moment. Yeah, there's one fart sound effect. I don't even remember what episode of Stress Test that really, really tickled me pink, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, man. Hey, you know what? Is there any sound effect you remember having to do Folly for? I.e., do any of the DSM shows have a Dallas original sound effect? Trademark. Okay, so instead of looking up a slap or a clap sound effect... It's way easier just to record it because it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be like, you know, it just has to be really good. Yeah. And so um, every time someone slaps someone in the face or me and Lone Star do a high five, I just do that. Those are all me. That's all my hands. Yep. I love it. In fact, all of the sound effects I find when I look like clap, they're weak. They're fucking weak. Look at this. Listen to this. That's a meaty clap, dude. I should, I should be, you know, I give permission to anyone who wants to take my claps to use in their uh, projects. I'll let you have them. Fellas, what about all the incredible, amazing, high quality uh, booster sounds and, you know, engine sounds that we make during the episodes? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. um, Okay, so this is actually interesting. In the beginning, every time someone had a sound effect, I was in the mindset of like, cutting it out and replacing it with a real sound effect. But lately, maybe in the last like 12 episodes, I've been in the mindset of just putting the sound effect over (laughs) what they do. So they're like, and then they boost away. And then I will put like the actual boost sound effect over because I think that's a little bit funnier. I think that's a secret sauce technique. I like that. Byron, this question comes from Siege. Siege wants to know, after seeing you play Wolf, are you okay? Do you need therapy? <laughs> or is this just because Hitman is a cool game? Um, Yes to all three of them. Burn do be liking Hitman. Hitman is a very cool game. I enjoy it a lot. But yeah, yes to all three of them, probably. Okay, so I just want to make sure. Yes, you are okay. Yeah. Yes, you need therapy. Who doesn't? Yes, this is just because Hitman is a cool game. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Next question for Fern. 
You went from being a double fixed blade melee monster of a GM in Fetty Scum, the robot, not Game Master, in Fetty Scum yes. 0083 to a cool and cold GM, the robot, not the Game Master, Sniper 2 with a big gun trademark. Having played on both extremes of the range spectrum, do you have any pro tips for OPV players in MS combat? That's mobile suit, not multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Also, did anything in particular drive you to make this drastic build change? That was a lot. Um, thankfully, I have the notes and right. Just writing answer too. them all. Right. So, <laughs> both extremes of the range spectrum. Well, I don't know what the. Um, you guys need to help me out. What's the what's the um, current situation of the op- operation V? rules for the public it's out it's out it's out, it's out. Guys. wait it's out okay oh wait wait no the the mobile suit stats aren't out i'm sorry uh, they're not out but the the rules are out rules are out. Isn't that isn't that good enough i mean after i suffered with naps in combat because i had no combat stats mm-hmm. i learned wait hold on to survive you need <laughs> to be good at combat so hey my pro tip is put your fucking points in combat stats <laughs> Yeah, Adam Adam fucked me over as Holden <laughs> because when I came back as Holden, he's like, yeah, you got to keep the same stats. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually so bad. I've learned more about... and What it means to actually have bad stats. Yeah, and so I'm just stuck with the bad stats for a whole nother season. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Well, it's just, I mean, the stats are pretty self-explanatory. You have, you have your... I don't have any pro tips. The system is relatively easy and to pick up you know props to adam for that you have your stats you see oh okay this one's called firearms so it's probably you know you're good at firearms then you're good at shooting so just put your stats in there if you want to be good at shooting if you don't want to be good at shooting put it in something else yeah yeah props to adams min maxing in this game is (laughs) a-okay pr is giving me a look you kind of have to min max in this game just know that (laughs) like fucking build a team each person's good at one thing let that be known right now. The thing with, with mobile suit combat is, the, I mean, you just get an extra couple of points based on the mobile suit you get. You don't really have any control over that. Remember, we want this to look and sound cool. <laughs> no, no. Op-V is awesome. In fact, I love a system that lets you fail as hard as Op-V does. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It creates a lot of narrative opportunity. <laughs> I'm gonna wink back at, at uh, <laughs> wink, wink. NPR. Honestly, I don't have I don't have too much experience with other systems. I but this one's pretty easy to play, so which is nice. As to see, just second question, uh, what drove me to make this drastic build change? Not really a build change. It was more like a character archetype change. So I wanted to go from the the close combat kid to the long range combat you know old guy and with that just came the accompanying stats just by you know logic so it wasn't a yeah. stats thing just a character thing you, you you knew what you wanted but you also knew how to do it better <laughs> after being punished last season yeah Got pretty it. much dallas siege wants to know holden's absurd skill with paperwork slash behind the scenes lee lee's seems like a real hidden talent but this implies he's also one of those awful people who shows up to supermarkets with 10,000 coupons to try and outsmart the cashier. Confirm slash deny. Yeah, so I saw this question and I kind of started thinking about exactly where I was coming from with Holden. And I think I think it's a little bit wrong. So oh. 
Oh damn! So I, I, yeah, I, I have a, I have friends who, and, and they they do this thing that I call uh, nonchalantly sweat over the small things. It's not like they're sweating over the small things. They're kind of doing it in a cool, chill, nonchalant way. So I, I've always enjoyed that as a character trait. And so I think I kind of accidentally gave it to Holden. And <laughs> and it, it's like instead of like a person who goes and starts desperately like coupon collecting so they could go and like unload their coupons at the grocery store. Holden's more like he found a coupon. He read it and he was all like, oh, shit. And then he, he made it his life's mission to <laughs> make sure he used that coupon that day. Nah. And so like he gets, <laughs> he's more likely to go to the grocery store with this coupon he found and they'd be like, yeah, this is expired. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Are you sure? And then and then start reading over the rest of the details and try to get his way into using this coupon. I, love I think that's more Holden style. He's he's definitely not a planner. In that sense, I think he's just, uh, like you said, he nonchalantly sweats over the small stuff. I love it. That's a hell of a character trick. Siege wants to know, Fern, win more Fern portraits for Fetty Scum cast members. I really liked your season one stuff, man. Frowny face. Yeah, how much we got to pay you? What the fuck yeah, is Yeah, what this? do you need? Not really a question of money. This will get a little too real, maybe. Uh, it's just art has been difficult lately, finding time for it, finding discipline and motivation for it. Uh, it's been Dang. a little rough. Yeah, sorry. Bit of a downer. Dang. I do want that to. I do want to, but um, yeah, I don't know when. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question. Who would you draw first? Wolf, obviously. It would be Wolf? Yeah. Uh, well, you wouldn't go back. You wouldn't go back to do some season two stuff? Maybe. I'm not sure. I feel like by the time I do draw again, it'll be just a little too old. Season two, maybe. Have you listened to G Gundam? Uh, parts of it, not all of it, no. I bet if you listen to all of G Gundam, you would feel inspired to draw <laughs> the hell and want to draw those characters. <laughs> One hundred emotions. Maybe that'll get you out of your funk. Maybe you do it pro bono. I don't know. I do kind of ah. want to draw uh, old Mad Cuddle. <laughs> that sounds fun. That yeah, that sounds pretty badass. How it changed, but yeah, I can't really comment too much on that without making it too sad. Well, you can say whatever you want, and then you can decide later or not if you want it in the podcast. This is the re this is the real shit. This is the behind the scenes, uh, unplugged, uh, you know, candid. You know, it's the, the real fern experience. That's awesome, man. I Just mean, crying in a row. Oh, yeah, if you're not a real fan unless you know how we want to die secretly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fucking cowards. Them, not you guys. Siege has a bonus question for the White Shadow. I hope you interview Fern via Street Fighter or something. It only feels right having half the dialogue being combative towards each other. I think you guys do a good enough job with that. I don't that. see a reason to. to <laughs> I would destroy Fern in Street Fighter. Not even I on mean, shit yeah. talk shit. My character's not in yet. Who's your character? Come on. Akuma, come on, I'm an edgy little bitch. And I love Akuma too, dude. Like I said, Vern, we're not that different. We are really like Batman and the Joker, but I'm not that rich and you're not that crazy. Uh, patron Audi says, Dallas, how did you manage to capture the essence of PS2 era loading screen so well with the ad segment music? Let me tell you, it was Zach. Zach did it. Next. <laughs> what is the track that plays at the end of 0079 between a counter and one whole year? The one that's 
that's playing when Tiny recovers Lone Star and what's left of the Pixie. All right, so I uh, I read this before this recording, and I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give this person what they want, and I went to my actual like pro project file on Mixcraft. I opened it up, and I don't know what the fuck happened, but the file's not there. <laughs> it, the music is not there. It is different than what I mixed down for the actual like what I uploaded onto our RSS feed because when I listened to it. On the RSS feed, it's there, but on the project, it's not there where I could read the name. So the best I could tell you is like some random royalty-free music online. Wow. Do you think the CIA came in and like changed some settings? Yeah, that's what's or? weird is like, I thought this would be like an easy answer. Like, yeah, I'll just give them the fucking name, but it's not there. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. The podcasting gods want that secret to remain. Yeah. So Adi, I'm sorry, but. You're asking unanswerable oh. questions here. Damn it. Uh, Space Walker Twinkle wants to know, Furin, regarding Wolf, what made you want to play such a vastly different character than the other three you've played in the past? And do you sometimes find it difficult to get into the headspace to play him? Also, do you have any tips for getting into that headspace for people who may be or want to play a character that is very different in their real life personality. So I had the character of Wolf, you know, they're just the, the basics, the old sniper killer guy. I had that guy lined up even before season two, but knowing that season two would be a little shorter, I didn't want to use him on that. So I'm using him now. Um, what made me play that? Uh, uh, PTSD from, from naps being so shit at combat. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so i just wanted a character who's geared for combat wolf is the true successor to to nap honestly yeah he is but he couldn't be for season two because because it's shorter that's amazing <laughs> it's basically what happened yeah i was it was like naps oh he can't shoot for shit he can't fight so i i thought wait i'll just make something completely different for the next season which is when i came up with wolf the concept and then it was like well we're doing 0083 and it's going to be shorter and then i was like wait i don't want to use them for that so then i made something completely different from myself which would be nihilist so the second half of that question uh the one about playing a character that's very different that would be more a nihilist thing which was very difficult and i don't know uh i have no real good tips on that i'm sorry i just do whatever comes into my head at the time what I don't like about the question is it's very Fetty Scum centric because you, Fern, huh. pull out widely <laughs> different characters in stress tests, like really fucked up off the wall shit. Well, those are those are one offs <laughs> where I can experiment a little more, you know, where, where I don't have to stick to the same character for a, an extended season where I can just see if it works or not. Yeah, not now that makes sense. Bonus episode stressed is like Eugene, the the janitor guy. Was he a janitor? I don't remember. Ferdinand sleeps, just joke stuff. But for something more yeah. long form, I want something with a little more meat, I guess. And for that, I go back to something I know. I feel Wolf is a lot easier to do than Nihilus, but we haven't really gotten into Wolf's, you know, meat of his character yet. Naps though, you you actually you did kind of min max his his stats, but based like kind of of him being a spy. Yeah, that's you know? I, I thought that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and but Adam just didn't like throw you a bone with that at I any sometimes point. Sometimes felt like that, but yeah. So so Wolf was like you know 
you understanding what Adam's <laughs> most likely going to throw at you. <laughs> he's going to throw combat. He's going to throw like mobile suit combat in space. Might yeah, as well yeah. be a guy who picks them off in the, in the distance. To be fair, though, I do struggle in the, um, the you know, interpersonal dialogue scenes with Wolf because with everyone around being very, you know, like fun characters, especially Holden and like Capri. I don't know how Wolf would interact with them. I'll have to think a little more about that yeah you're you're kind of you're kind of surrounded i'm just right kind of now. a stone wall when it comes to those it's like what the fuck do i do i i get that that's why you like kind of gravitate to or it's why wolf gravitates toward Matt. yeah that, he's i think more, that makes a lot of sense yeah, he's more like that type of speed it makes sense in in universe too just you know the old veterans but i do want to get better at interacting with the rest of the cast because i feel like that's going to get boring a little too quickly yeah no uh, i really like the way holden and wolf interacted in the bonus episode. that was good yeah i'm pretty proud of that too so listen to it please yeah all you uh soon to be patrons soon to be patrons go, exactly go, go get that five dollars you only got to give it once fucking binge the rest of the shit yeah you can feel like it stay it. on forever it was a really good episode too it was oh man i just finished editing it i love oh, it. Or, yeah. former fan well i guess i'm still a fan. i i am still a fan i love eddie's gum but uh, cheap ass and former fan here. Yeah, you can just sign up for one month, and then if you don't have the five bucks to necessarily spend on it, you just download all the episodes, all the bonus episodes, go through them at your own pace, go listen to Scum Talk in the past. You know what I mean? You can get all that He's shit done in one the, month. The secrets now. What the hell? I mean, that's what you can do. We don't have to put this in there, but just you know. No, no, that's this is boots and, on the ground what? level strategies. I'm just telling you, having been that guy, or I've been having been that person in that position before. That's what you you can do it. You know, there's ways to make it work. You get access to the Discord too, and we don't kick people after if you're yep. not patrons. We, so, you once know, you're in, you, get, you pretty much get everything from paying once. <laughs> But if you like us a lot, if you want to help yeah, us out, you, yeah, now if you forget around. to cancel your Patreon, yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. Mate. We're cheaper than Netflix. Come on. Netflix too. is bullshit lately. Netflix Come is on. bullshit lately, but I think that's like a tangent we don't want to get into. We just played a game where the chat and, and the rest of the people in the Discord got to bully Adam in real time. That's true. What was that King that of the Castle? really fun. There's a lot of uh, entertainment value here. Swear to uh, your God. <laughs> Whichever one that is, that's the one I'm swearing Whichever to. Whichever one that is. <laughs> I'm swearing to that one right now. Hand on my heart. Good answer. Hey, wait. We are answering questions. That was an awesome tangent. Jesus Christ. You guys are good at this. Uh, speaking of good at this, Logic Block wants to know, Cornelius versus Nihilus, knife fight or gunfight? Uh, I mean, it. The fight probably starts at a distance, right? So, oh, that's difficult though. Because Nihilus, Nihilus was good at evading and being fast and stuff like that, right? Ooh, real protagonist energy. Yeah, he did have some of that. There's not many slow protagonists, if you think about it. Hey, that's a good question. Like, what's it feel like knowing Nihilus was kind of like the protagonist and oh, was was totally like the silent, like, Sit down. I'm looking at my stats right now. Uh, if Nihilus gets in close, Wolf is fucking dead. Like immediately, he's there's nothing he can do. Yeah, but Wolf just needs one good. He hit. just he needs Nihilus one hit. That? Yeah, that's the question. Where's my Where's my Nihilus sheet? I have it still. Okay, how would what would what would 
that would make me roll probably grit and um acrobat ah he's good at all of that too for shooting no 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 for evading the shot to get in oh nihilus yeah yeah, yeah. probably that honestly it's a toss-up it could go either way either wolf shoots him or nihilus gets in and kills wolf once nihilus gets in though he's he's got the upper hand 100 percent that, that's that's my I'm answer. writing notes. I'm writing notes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a good answer. Captain Rowan wants to know, Dallas, as the original player of the character, what are your thoughts on the rumor that Cinco Benus is actually co-pilot? It's kind of a toss-up. Cinco Benus could be anyone uh, from the one-year war. That's all we know about him, actually. Yeah, that's all anyone can we tell. We know very little. He's a very mysterious character. I love it. The mystery is half the fun. Mystery is half the fun. He could, I could say about 98% chance he is co-pilot. As are we even sure that's not Lady Sark? Like it could how, be Lady Sark. It could be Cav. It could be Cav. It could be Cav. It could be Brast. Uh, what if it's I'm Rast? pretty sure, though. I know who it is. Who? Uh, you're going to have to pay me for that information. And everyone listening, you know. Damn. <laughs> you have to go listen to the bonus episodes. Patreon.com slash deaths at media. Nice one, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent pitch i like how you did that speaking of fern fern how does it feel to be the creator of the best inclusion of the fetty scumverse evil Haro? uh it's a very complicated <laughs> feeling let me tell you that well he wants to know as a tag along onto what captain rowan was asking is it still surreal knowing that evil Haro did happen when you don't remember suggesting him at all and only quote, discovered him, end quote, after the episode came out. Are you living in a dream world? Crossed out Neo, Fern. Yeah, I mean, that's like the biggest part of the complication of, of what makes this so difficult to think about. Because I, I 100%, I completely forgot everything about it. Then it came out and I was made aware of it. I thought, what the hell are all these people talking about? I listened to the episode and... There it is. It's me. It's my voice <laughs> making this fucking character. <laughs> like the concept oh, came from shit. me. And it's like, I completely blanked it out. That was so, your yeah, Tyler honestly, Durden. <laughs> it was. It, it would be like us creating Zaku Bell and no one remembered <laughs> doing it. Being like, wait a minute. <laughs> honestly, by no, now, no. It's, it's, it's pretty much, yeah, right. Sure. I made it. I've accepted it. It's my lot well, in life. And this is this is for all of our episodes. We're doing this all in the moment. All the humor is just dumb shit that we say. So anything that sticks for fans isn't really apparent to mm, us until yeah. until it happens. And we're like, oh shit. And then it then like that's way the way we record episodes, you'll actually see it to where we say something, fans pick it up. We record like two episodes where we don't even mention it. And then <laughs> like three episodes past that, we're like, oh, fans like this. And it pops back up. <laughs> and you'll see that pattern like pretty regularly, I think. <laughs> Especially now that we have a little bit of a buffer in episodes. Yeah, Evil Har Haro didn't come up until like two or three episodes after it was mentioned. That's the reason, because we forgot about it completely <laughs> and people made us aware it's of it. And everyone <laughs> loved Evil Haro. That shit was so sick. But yeah, that was that was a very, very surreal day. <laughs> it's a little surreal, too, because while editing it, I am like, uh, I noticed it. That's when I rediscover things, too, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, damn. Like, it's about to 
people are going to latch on to this. And I'll do, you know, there's some editing techniques you could do to make people like more aware of it, like to emphasize that moment. Oh, so wait, wait. So let me let me ask you something then, since it's been a bunch of questions for me, then how good is your track record of identifying what the fans might latch on to in terms of jokes and offhand comments? Um, Anything I find funny, I will emphasize. Oh, so you, so uh, you, so like, uh, but fans, fans will sometimes latch on to it, but a lot of times they'll latch on to like weird shit. I, I would never think they would latch on to. I can't think of an example right now, but it happens all the time where I'm like, okay, that's the thing. Okay, whatever. <laughs> what's your, what's your gut feeling then? Like how from a percentage standpoint is like 50, 50 or of what, like what I think is funny and what fans will latch yeah, on yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, I think. 10% of things I find funny fans will latch oh, on to. No. <laughs> it's real bad. It's not good. <laughs> Wait, so they even, latch on to some weird shit sometimes. Even with you, even if, even with you like uh like like faking the books and, and like tipping the scales in your favor and of like emphasizing moments, you still only get 10%. Yeah, like all the time. People will be like, Oh, I loved it when they said this. I'm like they said that and I'll go back and listen. And it's just, it was just a thing. I didn't even That's really amazing. hear. I was just a thing that just happened in the episode. I'm like, okay. That's incredible. But luckily, luckily when I do like emphasize, like I could with evil Haro, uh, quad nut. <laughs> I think those two are the specific ones. I'm like, I know, I know people are going to like fucking, this is going to be significant. It fucking makes one of us. Uh, Limp Biscuit, I didn't know people were going to latch on to that. <laughs> like, that was just something Zach threw in there, you know? Yeah. I didn't know Limp Biscuit, we would be tied to Limp Biscuit forever. You know, someone just fucking tagged us in a Limp Biscuit, like, no. uh, fucking, yeah, like, we, we get we get it all the time. <laughs> and we we, we, part, we do partake in fan service, don't don't get us wrong, we, we love fan service, but we're also not smart enough to know when the the opportunity arises well, that's interesting thank you no Next i question. loved it that was great that was that was fantastic i was just sitting back like damn my job is so easy <laughs> <laughs> i'm so good at it <laughs> i just have to not talk uh so non-anime birthday boy says fern a fug are you sure you weren't possessed by evil haro to speak him into existence no I'm not sure about that. It may have happened. <laughs> I I feel like it happened. Uh, having played the most characters on the show, is it becoming harder to create new characters distinct from one another? Um, I wouldn't know. Like I haven't thought about what my character might be in anything after this. You have played the most characters on Fetty Scum, like seasoned characters. That's kind of cool. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It is true. Wait, it is. What the fuck? You must get bored with characters pretty fast. Because huh? <laughs> Adam loves killing them. That's, yeah, what, it that's is. what it is. Well, I also just like leaving them when they've done their thing. I, I didn't bring Naps or Nihilus back for that reason. Or Haddock. You forgot well, I mean, Haddock fucking died. Come on. There's no bringing him back. But uh, I, I do have a limited kind of a pool of archetypes I like in characters. So it might become difficult if this were to continue for a long time from now, but uh, nah. we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll... No, especially stress test. Stress test is a real thing. You can, you can recycle character. In fact, you could... Like, I think we all use stress tests as a type of... Um, Training grounds. Uh, 
yeah, training grounds. Just like, yeah, this works. Let's throw it. Let's <laughs> throw it in, <laughs> in Fetty Scum. Yeah, well, so far it hasn't been difficult, but maybe it will in the future. I don't know. That's my answer. Last question for Fern from show. <laughs> Do you deny the allegations, trademark? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> show, not an anime. Birthday boy wants to know Dallas. Is it difficult being burdened with such power of being an editor? How often do you give into your temptations to make someone say something they didn't? Well, uh, Chris is now the the cutting editor, so he he has that power now. I, other than correct making people sound you know smarter than they actually are or less stupid, <laughs> including myself, mostly including myself, I uh, I don't partake in it too much. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to piece together people's voices in a believable way. So I just don't do it. Excellent. Follow up to that. How hard has it been to make the soundscapes that make Fetty Scum so gripping? Yeah, I had to fucking download this one file. <laughs> it had all the Gundam sound effects. It was like three gigabytes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Last question from show. Has it been difficult stepping back into the shoes for holding backs for Zeta Scumdom? Or was it like coming home? Oh, yeah. Uh, the second one, it was like coming home, but it was better. It was like coming home and your abusive uncle moved out kind of thing. Hell yeah. Because it, season one, Holden was plagued as being a character that replaced co-pilot. Right. And season three, that was not the case. So it was it was way better coming back as Holden, I think, than it was playing him after co-pilot's death. College of Vanity wants to know, Dallas and Furin, are there any Zeta MS in particular that you hope Holden slash Corndog could get his hands on? You can go first, Fern, if you um, have an answer. Listen, this might come as a surprise to you know, everyone, <laughs> but I don't watch Gundam. I know, I know nothing about Gundam. I have no idea what Zeta mobile suits are. I'm sorry. I'm a fake fan. I'll just answer. Wolf wants to pilot the Cubelay. We'll get he does. Out the way. A black, okay, me, gray, cubelet. Let me go yeah. Black, red, cubelet. Oh, oh black, red, red, gray. Maybe a few dashes of yeah. white. Oh, yeah. That's the corn. I already hear that thing zooming into the battlefield. Just, oh, woo! You know what huh. I mean? You know, that's the sound the fucking bits make when they pop off. Just, oh, woo! <laughs> the wolf pack. they're the wolf pack dude that's oh, what you call the bits is the wolf pack hey the wolf pack. hey cut this out wow. of the <laughs> cut this out of the episode fern you take this put this in your fucking trapper keeper kid <laughs> for me to answer and this is no surprise because i've answered it like 30 times already Damn. holding backs is gonna pilot a fucking bond dock I think I answered it last time. Like, he's gonna fucking. answer the Bond Dock. <laughs> he can't get the Rick at guy. He's gonna pilot oh, the Bond fucking Dock. It's huge. It's like twice the size <laughs> of a normal mobile suit. It looks like a kangaroo. It could transform into a horseshoe crab. What? It's so fucking cool. <laughs> How do you write that? Hold 
Biden is going to become a new type just so he can pilot a goddamn Bond It's so ugly. <laughs> no, it's not. It's so terrible. Dude, look at it transformed. Look at it transformed. What the you fuck? See it With the act guy, I get it because the act guy is freaking cute. The act guy actually adorable. grew on me because of this shit, but... <laughs> But the no, bound I'm gonna, dog I'm gonna is bring just you around to the bond dog. ugly. It's terrible. the worst part of the '80s aesthetic. All complaining. Hey Why? No, Dallas, it's got a skirt. Dallas, live, it's got a live skirt. your best life, Dallas. Don't. Yeah, you, you you do you, dude. You rock your thing, man. You enjoy. I'll be over here in a Mark II Gundam. <laughs> you enjoy you, boo. Oh. This is this is peak mobile suit design. Don't don't, don't argue with. Did me you see this. the obscure image of it? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. That's the best part. Dallas, you are gonna love Magical Girl anime. I I just know that based off of your mobile suit when design taste. There, when my weeb level gets to that level, yeah, maybe. When you come across some card capture Sakura, you're going to be like, oh shit, what is this? Like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> my into card anime, you're going to watch Yu Gi Oh! and be like, mm, it's not doing it for me. And then you're going to watch, uh, hey, what's that dark one, Fern? Madoka, Madoka, Madoka yes. Magica. Nerd like alert! You guys both fell for my trap. <laughs> you guys right, both right. fell dude, for my trap. Dude, I, I only know <laughs> about it because I make fun of people who watch it. Okay, uh, I learned about it ironically. Yeah, all right, my own defense against me now. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> nerd alert! Nerd alert! <laughs> Next question comes from Rafto. Uh, Rafto wants to know, Bars, for everyone, would you say that the cast are more AU scum or AU bastards? You guys shut the fuck up. He said everyone, a part of everyone. I want to go first. Um, okay. I would say they're more AU scum. What would you guys say? Same. Really? Well, let's, hear you, let's hear it out. Let's hear it out. Well, Fred, what do you was- think? Holden was bastard last time. What changed? Well, he started as scum. Well, a fake scum. Yeah, but then if you listen to the bonus episode, if you remember, he denounced Zeon. Well, only because... Well, okay, fine. Look, I'm just saying, he he's definitely on the Venn diagram, but he's like a little bit more. He's over. He's a little bit over on the scum side. Okay, okay. Because that's where his roots lie. His roots. Okay, sure. Well, Wolf is a bastard, so are you bastards. He sounds like a bastard. <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree there. Show has one more question. Fern, has anyone really been far even as decided to use even go want to do look more like? Uh, some might say yes. But I, I would say yeah. And what sucks is what sucks is show actually got me with that. I read that sentence like three. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, damn it. Me too. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I read like six words and I thought, ah, this is bullshit. Uh, okay. Last minute questions. Ellipses, caps or dogs? Cats. I don't want any dogs, yeah, but I like cats. dogs. I like cats more. <laughs> oh, no, that was really good. Uh, Fern? Yeah, I'm not a pet person, but probably a cat more than a dog because... Yeah, cats are for people who don't like pets. Yeah, it's less, yeah. less work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, chocolate or vanilla? 
Ice cream? That's what I'm assuming. Ice cream? Uh, probably not. Probably not toilet cleaner smell. Vanilla. Chocolate ice cream sucks. Yeah, balls. I agree like with that once again. Vanilla ice cream is better. That makes three of us. Although, I, I, I guess it's not asked towards me, but I agree. Uh, Didn't specify you can answer. Oh, oh well, with your permission, Fern, since this is your show. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite with a U season? Uh, fucking Canadian. Sorry. Sorry, Fern. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry, so, laughs> I know you probably spell it the same way or whatever. You guys are Winter. European. But <laughs> I used to like fall. I don't like fall anymore. I like spring. I think spring's the spring. goaded season, especially where I live, season. because it's like fall but prettier. Yeah, you're not. I actually think fall is prettier with all the leaves on when they're still on the trees. You know, when all the trees you're are like on apple and, picking. Yeah, I just think I grew up more. I matured a little bit, so I kind of see the beauty and flowers and life. And sure, and yeah, it's nice, but I like the warm colors. You're still in the edgy phase where you like kind of feel the melancholy of daily life, and you kind of think that's beautiful. You like the like the bag floating in the winds, beautiful type person. I like. The, <laughs> I never I got that. I never got that. <laughs> that part of the movie, I never got. Oh shit! <laughs> like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> Shut up. What's the last one? Does pineapple go on pizza? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think all fruit could go on pizza. I think mango, apples, fuck it. Not for me, thank you. Well, not for you. I mean, I wouldn't eat fucking I mean, apple on pizza, but fuck it. Classic Hawaiian style, if it's on the table, I'm probably going to take a slice. I grew up eating that stuff. Yeah. I like it enough. And if people have a problem with that, mind your business. I like sweet on pizza. I like when they mix it with pine, uh, jalapeno, like jalapeno uh, pineapple. That shit's. Bad. I mean, pizza's like burrito. It's a delivery device that is like it's hard to really fuck up. There's some pizza types where it's like, why? You know, it's pointless. But even the pointless ones, like Philly cheesesteak style pizza, that's still a big piece of delicious cooked bread with a bunch of cheese and meat and veggies and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be delicious. This sounds awesome. I want some right now. I'm kind of hungry now. Speaking of kind of hungry, Space Walker wants to know who would win in a fight for both of you, Goku or Superman? I don't know enough about either to care. I'm sorry. You guys are cowards. Goku (laughs) will never lose. I'll go with that. Goku wins. Whatever you say, Shadow. I I trust you. Oh, one last question for both. I am planning on getting a Gundam-themed tattoo. Which mech from the UC timeline should I get? That guy. And at guys, uh, what Dallas says. Harrow. Ooh, that's not a mobile good. suit. It was asked about mech. What about a Harrow holding a beam saber? It's a cute, just a cute little Harrow. You know, fans will recognize. Is, is it. Harrow considered a mech? It's made of metal. Harrow's the worst character in UC. At guy. Harrow. What if you put it somewhere where, if like you flex the muscle, it closed up the legs? You know what I mean. And then if oh. you relaxed it, like the legs came out, come on now. That would be so That cute. would be so Space, cute. If you don't get that, you're dead to me. Yeah. And I'm going to turn your cat against you. I hope We're all going to make fun of you behind your back. Right, Mac? Hey, Mac. No. <laughs> That's what Mac sounds like. Fern, you don't know. I speak cat. Okay. All right. And to finish it out, we got one last question coming straight from the Patreon feed post. Dallas Simp69 <laughs> wants to know 
Dallas is holding still on his IBS medication that he was prescribed on the sub. P.S. Oh, is there more? Sorry, let me. He just said P.S. He just ended it with P.S. <laughs> okay, what the you, fuck is that's this? Very good. That's very very good. <laughs> uh, yes, that's why he hasn't shit his pants once in season three, and he won't. P.S. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> yes, whatever that was going to be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent all right and with that gentlemen i think it's time to 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 all right and you know what i actually feel like bringing back the one-on-one on one segment for real this time internet strap in i just got a few questions we'll make it a mini one the production team is looking at me they're doing the thing where you cross your index finger across your throat uh, and then pointing at me, I don't know what that's supposed to mean exactly. I hope production knows that I am a lethal weapon. I'm registered in the federal armory. Uh, I don't know if I would want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Let's go on with the one on one on one segment. Uh, guys, this is where we're going to talk about what it's like to be the actor behind the mic. What it's like to be you. Not about your character. I think this is my first time being on one of these. This is cool. Uh, is it really? Is it really? <laughs> Have I cut you from everyone? <laughs> I think so. I think this is like my first time. Well, sweet. Well, shit, dude. Since this is your first time doing this, let's start off with a question for Fern. Uh, <laughs> Fern. Got it. <laughs> I, wanna, I, I made this observation and just let me know if I'm kind of on base or where I'm at with this. But... I feel like leaning into the wackier elements of Wolf, like the corn dog nickname, Evil Haro, etc. Like, is that intentional? Because I feel like it affords the rest of the serious Edgelord stuff. Like it allows you to get away with that because you you balance it with this wackier, like you have an evil haro. You have this funny nickname sort Wolf. of thing. What do you think about that? Wolf Wolf is a little silly, you're right. It's just enough to allow you to get away with the serious shit. Honestly, I I kind of just want to play it straight, but the environment doesn't really allow for that. It's not, not conducive with that. No, no we not. force Wolf to be silly. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I didn't even think. I didn't even. It's our fault. I did not even consider that nickname when I came up with the name. I thought it just actually sounded cool, but all right, ruined it. it does. Corn dog. You mean corn? Yeah. Dog? Wolf sounds cool, but it's totally set up for corn dog, dude. Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> think that way, so it just didn't cross my mind. With the evil Harrow stuff, well, I don't know, it just happened. But what do you think about that, though? Because this is just more like you and me talking about it, and Dallas do like the artist aspect of it, like because you can't, you know, like you can't just do like straight edge lord stuff. It's like. It's why people don't make songs that are just guitar solos, even though sometimes the guitar solos are like the sickest part of a song. But if it was all guitar solos, it would just be fucking chaos or boring. It would be so inconsistent that it would be consistently boring. You know what I mean? You need a structure. I think that's just a subjective thing then because I disagree with that. I do like um, like stories that are completely serious, that are very dramatic and don't have... Uh, comedic what do i want to say just you know light-hearted moments to uh, cut between that i like focused stuff like that i do like 
music that's entirely instrumental and guitar-y. I do like post-rock, if you listen to that. That's pretty much... You're starting to make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what do you think about the, you know, the setting you're in then, Fetty Scum? Because you knew coming in. No, I knew I knew that, yeah. Place. I definitely So do you that. like being the, uh, the, the character that, like, brings it back down a little bit, makes it a little more serious? Yeah, I'm, I, I am pretty okay with that being my position i guess and i do think that it's kind of needed how do you like it when we uh ruin one of your <laughs> your moments oh well, i'd appreciate it <laughs> you if you did right <laughs> <laughs> but you like you you appreciate when we do right huh depends on the moment <laughs> a little bit depends on the moment yeah <laughs> okay so what i was getting at is more like being able to do to lean into the evil horror allows you to just like shoot the receptionist in the head you know what i mean like it balances the scales and makes it more palatable, I think, for, for people in general. So I don't know if that's an intentional decision or not, but whether or not it is, like, it's pretty smart. It, I think it's a really good way to work out the two extremes. I, I feel like that that, that kind of just works for in, in the context of Fetty Scum. Yeah. But if you look at characters like uh, Anton Shigor, you know, from um, I'm fucking blanking on the movie, uh, No Country for Old Men, that character is pretty much just all awful. And he works and people love him. So it all depends. Is he the bad guy? Yeah, he's, he's, the, guy, he's yeah. the bad guy. And he just goes around killing people. He, it's just, it depends. People love that guy? <laughs> that works for a three-hour movie. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It, it It's all about the context. It's all about the context that the characters are in. Yeah. So do you kind of have any plans on, like, uh, character development? Because, like, like how... Son of a uh, bitch. Shadow You're reading saying. it in my fucking document. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Like how Shadow is saying, there, there is, like, a... Uh, you know, character development has to happen over over a longer series. Yes. So do you do you have that kind of in your mind of how you want that to go? I mean, or do you yeah, just definitely. like kind of let it to lead, lead you? Wolf has a backstory. And uh, it just like at some point people will get to know him better and he will share the backstory and he will get to know the others better and et cetera, et cetera. But that's spoilers. So, you know. Yeah, it's going to happen. Specifically, one of the things I wanted to know about was how do you see yourself fitting into this new dynamic where it's like, I don't know, uh, you've been around a lot of these characters before, but how do you think you're going to squeeze Wolf in there? See, that's what the difficulty is right now. <laughs> I don't right. have a good answer for you yet. I'm still trying to feel it out. Well, let's talk it out. What do you think it's going to be like with Holden Max? Well, honestly, Holden and Cinco uh, are probably the most difficult ones to... Uh... <laughs> to mesh with as Wolf. Dang, one day I'm going to make a character that fits <laughs> no, you don't need to. Your character, and you're going to create a character that's like completely opposite. I'm going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we just missed each other again. <laughs> nah, it'll Damn happen. It. It'll, it'll just come with, you know, time and a bunch more uh, scenes in the, the cafeteria than <laughs> when they yeah, sit around the I think, table. I think that's people, what people don't realize is that... um. I know how to interact with Fern. I know how to interact with Zach and Kat. Obviously, Kat's my wife. But when you're in the moment, it's it's not like you're interacting with them as yeah. people. You're trying to think, how is my character supposed to interact with their character? And without like time to like actually develop that, it's it's kind of impossible to know how to how we fit in with each other. Adam does a good job, at least this season. I think he's taken notice of that and he's been giving each character a moment to kind of marinate with the other characters through these bonus episodes and through, you mm -hmm. know, 
normal. He, he doesn't give us a lot of options. He's not like, who wants to go with who? He he's pretty much says who goes with who, <laughs> which I appreciate. Be. I mean, some people might call it railroading, but I, I appreciate it because sometimes I need to be forced to, you know, interact with Wolf. <laughs> well, let's talk about that, Dallas. Um, Dallas, Holton has really come into his own as a fully fleshed out and well-rounded character lately. Uh, Fern, feel free to tag in here, too. Oh, like he did for you. Uh, do you feel like you're in the zone with him now? Do you think about where to take him next? Like where the next zag is? Or are you just enjoying the ride and taking things as they come along with it? That's a that's kind of a complex question for me because there's a lot of factors at play. In season one, when Holden was introduced, uh, you know, he was coming off a co-pilot and that was awkward. Very much it was so. where every co- it's where every character had to have bad gauge over co-pilot and uh, Holden was obviously the outsider. So playing through those dynamics was a bit hard. And then by the time the, the party split happened, Holden had to interact with uh, Naps and Finway, who were both like more serious characters. And I, I mentioned this before. <laughs> I feel like Holden had to be the comic relief in a lot of scenes to keep the fitty scum vibe alive and that that became a difficulty we just kind of loaded that onto you (laughs) (laughs) so in season three it's been like amazing because it's like (laughs) neither of those things are applicable and i've just been able to kind of explore holden in the same way that i got to explore co-pilot at the beginning of season one I, i would give that mostly the reason for the success of Holden's development lately. Is that kind of like why you brought him back too? Because you felt like you couldn't explore him properly in the first season? That that was definitely a big piece of it. I knew a lot of people were annoyed by Holden and didn't like him. His two dimensionalness. And I was like, well, I want to, I don't want to make sense. Leave him like that. But another big part of it was, was because I had this idea to have Holden and Mad Gun be partners. And I thought that would be really interesting Cause I was like totally set to make a new character, but I was like, wait, wait, what if Holden and Mad Gun like got together and like started doing things and they became like a Chewbacca Han Solo type wait, who's thing? Chewbacca? I'm Chewbacca. I mean, Holden's Chewbacca. Okay. It's pretty odd. I mean, and it, it didn't exactly turn out that way because, you know, it's, it's not quite like that, but it is like similar to that. And I really wanted to explore what that would be like and. I don't know. I, I feel like it's been pretty awesome lately. I think that's the last two people that you would expect to be partners because in season one, a lot of people were trying to pit Mad Gun and Holden against each other, especially after the party uh, split, because those were the two that were like, you know, they had that big fight, mm-hmm. the big wrestling mm-hmm. match right before the party split. So, and uh, I, I, in a way, I kind of forced, I think, Mad to come back as Mad Gun, which. I'm hoping he's enjoying, but you know, we'd have to have a scum talk episode about that specifically, <laughs> but I've been wax. enjoying it. <laughs> I've been enjoying coming back as Holden and experiencing the dynamic that him and Mad Gun's been doing lately. I think Mad Gun being back is just good for the group as well. You know, with Cinco and you being around, it's just, yeah, no, I, I feel like the Zeta party is kind of perfect. in in my opinion, I, um, I didn't want to, pigeonholed matt into playing a character he's been playing 
Like if he wanted to play something different, I didn't want to like force him to, but he was receptive to the idea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we went with it. No, I love it. Um, if you don't mind Dallas, if you expand on what you think about Holden's role with the rest of the cast, similar to Fern's role, like, how do you see yourself fitting in with the new characters? How do you see yourself coming back to some of the old ones? What do you think? Uh, this is where it gets kind of weird. So unexpectedly with the bonus episode, Holden and Wolf kind of fit in really well. And, you know, we had the most interactions with each other, even in the first episode mm-hmm. of Zeta Scum. So we we had the most time to develop that dynamic between each other. So I was pleasantly surprised in the bonus, how well we uh, were able to play into that. Obviously mad gun. We had a bonus and that helped. It was a good one too. Capri. I wasn't completely sure how to, but I think I was talking to cat the other day about how we interacted in these last few episodes. And I'm like, it's like, it's like how tiny used to react to Holden. But now Holden is the older person. (laughs) So it's like she's still like, "Uh, okay, but Holden is the older person who's like calling the shots. And for whatever reason, that kind of smoothed everything out. (laughs) That's like a new wrinkle. And we were we were able to like interact with each other really well. The weirdest thing is, is I'm not quite sure how to interact with Cinco. Which is fucked up because like I've always known how to interact with Lone Star and Zack's characters. And now I have no fucking idea. Well, there's like a little bit of deception still going on. Maybe once the you know the mask falls, it'll be easier. Yeah. And uh, you know, and it's also Cinco, I haven't got to interact with them one on one as Cinco. Yeah, like so maybe maybe when that bonus episode comes out, it'll be fine. Fern, back to you real quick. What's it like to go from more of a protag status into someone who seems more like a supporting-ish kind of character? How's that been like for you as a performer? Uh, it suits me better. I'm just not a protagonist. <laughs> but you were. Yeah, you did such tough. a good job in the role. It was difficult. Uh, I don't know. So are most cool things. You think the guy who invented the kickflip was like, that was easy. Thank God it was so easy. No, it was probably really hard. But the guy who invented the kickflip was like, hey, everyone, check this shit out. Me, Mr. Steven Kick, have <laughs> flipped the board. It's like you worry a lot more about if if this is good or if it's fun. Now I don't have to worry about it at all. I can just. I guess, I've never been the, um, the protagonist, but I have enjoyed being the supporting character. So I see where you're coming yeah. from. I feel like it's easy. I love being the supporting character. It's just. You just fucking make shit happen. Kind of do your own thing. Make shit happen. (laughs) You don't have to bear the burden of the plot. Pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I just have to shoot things. Cowards. I have a question for Fern. Have you ever decided what happens to your characters at the end of the seasons? Because you had like an ambiguous ending for Naps in season one. uh, An ambiguous uh, death or not death for uh, sleeps in season one. You've had an ambiguous ending for Nihilus in season oh, two. Shit, maybe I just like ambiguous endings. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any idea for these or do you just kind of keep it open and you just like that? Um, it's, I do like keeping the option open uh, like for sleeps for him to come back at some point and surprise everyone. That would be funny. But um, <laughs> I don't know about it, honestly. 
Uh, naps, I just want to let, let rest. Oh, so you, you don't have any plans with Adam to, like, I guess, give those those characters closure with what happened? Um, Maybe maybe sleeps and naps. Nihilus, not so much. I feel like Nihilus, the way that episode ended was pretty much perfect to me. Just, you know, going off on that Hail Mary attempt and then disappearing. It is, it is a little hard to do that, though, I guess, with... Uh, having to kind of piece together Capri's memory. Yeah, that's... Maybe I'll have to talk to her about what, the, what we're going to do about Nihilus. Maybe there. if at least you and her could, like, at least piece together what what happened between you two. Mm. <laughs> so so she could figure that out. But that, that's interesting, because I always wonder how Adam, like, goes about it. Adam's really good at ambiguous shit, so I always wonder... Does he know? Like, have you talked to him at all about this? Or is he just winging it? <laughs> nope. I haven't talked to him about it. Nope. Damn. It's that, I guess, just that part of a storytelling we both enjoy. So it's easy to sync up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, I think that concludes the one-on-one-on-one sit-down round table. Are you guys ready to sign this armistice or what? Fuck yeah. Let's let's get this peace treaty going. Hell yeah. Fern? What? There was a war? What? <laughs> Sorry, it was so swift. You never noticed. Uh, clearly, you've never read The Art of War. Just sign right here, though. I need to run this past my lawyer. Sorry. Okay, cool. Scribble, scribble, scribble. <laughs> All right. And, 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 and damn it. All right. Hey, thanks again, everyone, for listening to this whole last episode of Scum Talk. I think this was an absolute banger. Gentlemen, what did you think? It was fun. Fuck yeah. Best one so far. Hell yeah. I think it was a top tier one for sure. Uh, major shout outs to everyone for the questions. Appreciate you patrons. You can always join us. Patreon.com slash Media. Check it out. You can ask these guys any questions you want. Almost all of them make them into the show. So I will see you soon in the Q&A segment. Until then, though, does anybody have anything they want to plug? Uh, yeah, you should uh, wishlist stories from Seoul on Steam. Part one, the gun dog. Yes, sir. It's not part one anymore. It's it's just stories from Seoul, the gun dog. All right, just check out stories from Seoul, the gun dog. Yeah, and follow Space Colony Studios on, on Twitter. I still call it Twitter. Fuck you. It is Twitter still. But keep up to date on um, development. Yeah, Preach, it. brother. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Hey, I'll second all of that. All right, well then with all of that, I've been your host as always The White Shadow Fern and Dallas have been our guests And you all have been the public RSS feed And together we Are out In this war Dead medium. Good.